For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke 2.19. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted, Senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, I am so excited about today's show, and I just want to welcome my beloved and hero, Dr. Sasha Vakaya is with us this morning, and we're going to have a great episode. Sasha, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Well, I just feel like we're in for such a treat, and I know there are so many things that you could tell about, but I want to start with your story, and before we get to that, I think people need to know, this. I'm going to give a little bit of an introduction, and some. it's hard to pick out just a few things on your bio, but one of the things I want to come back to, so I'm going to mention it now, is the fact, besides being a, a hematology and oncology, oncology specialist, you were trained at Bethesda, Maryland, and, and I believe that has to do with military service. So I don't want to forget to come back to that in your story. But, I, I mean, there are just so many accolades and so many memberships, so many articles you've published. You're, you're a fellow of the American College of Physicians, of course. And, and I want to mention Texas Oncology. If you're searching for Sasha and want to know more about her, you can look her up there. The other thing I want to mention is it is rare in my personal life to become friends with somebody who has actually saved the lives of other friends. And yet you are in that rare position in my life, and you know some of your patients that I'm thinking of this moment who have had breast cancer and lived to tell about it and and lived to encourage me when I found lumps in my own breast. So, Sasha, you're just an amazing person to me, and I know your patients call you Dr. V. Vakaya is a hard name to spell. I'm going to spell it, though, V-U-K-E-L-J-A. So, with that introduction, I just want to say thank you for being with me today. Well, thank you very much. You're so kind. Yeah, they call me Dr. V. I always said that stands for victory. You know, but now we have so many other foreign doctors here that my name is actually pretty easy. But people still call me as Dr. V. Well, you're so, beloved uh, by, by your patients. I, I yeah. want it. I want to share with my listening friends today about your story. You have a wonderful book out called Seeds, S-E-E-D-S, and it is the story of how you got to the United States as an immigrant. So tell us a little bit about your growing up years and share a little bit about that so people will understand where you're coming from. 
So, yes, so seeds are symbolic because God plants things in our life, you know, and some take deep roots, some are just don't grow at all. Some are just weeds. Some impair the growth of other seeds. And I've learned from people around me, and I, I have always felt that God has planted things all along. And he gave me a mom who, who was really avant-garde for her time, and her biggest uh, desire is to express her belief and, uh, and freedom of speech. And so she packed up, you know, she was a PhD in economy and brought me to, to this country through many, many other countries uh, because she wanted me to enjoy that freedom of speech and to be free to mm-hmm. express my belief. And she was a tough woman to do this, not knowing any English and not knowing anybody here. So the Caritas Catholica, the Catholic Church Charitable Organization, has brought us in to New York City. And that's where I learned English from, from you know, um, television and from people around me. And uh, I knew that she would have loved here in Texas. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, big American. As you know, I'm so, yes. so grateful. You know, when they sing that song, I'm proud to be American, I, I'm just convinced that this was written for me. Because, you know, I'm just like, I'm just <laughs> loving it. But, uh, but now I'm really Texan first. Because I love Texas. You know, my friend said, you know, I lost my eyesight when I turned 40. Then said that I lost my wayside when I had a baby at 45. And they said, now you lost your mind. You moved to Texas. And then when they come, they just love it. So, um, yes, I'm grateful for my mom that she had the wisdom and the courage to bring me here. And if it wasn't for people that God has put in my life at the right time, in the right place, with the right heart, I wouldn't be here. You know, we were homeless for a year. That's why I really relate to homeless people. And I really know what it's like. But I wanted to take care of people that no one wanted to take care of. I really wanted to take care of leprosy patients. And that's why I live in Africa in 85. I lived in Leprosterium in Pisia. Because I saw a story of Father Damien, who was a Catholic preacher, who was a Malachi, and took care of, of these people who were disfigured. And when they realized that there's no more leprosy, I said, what is very similar to that? What is something that no one wants to have? You know, these days, the young people don't even know what is, what is the expression, oh, you're like a leper. You know, right. it's, it means you have something that no one wants. It's, it's life-threatening. It can disfigure you. And, you know, so in a lot of ways, cancer is a modern-day leprosy. I think it's, it's not going to be anymore because we're finding cures and prevention and all that. And that's why you became a medical oncologist. Because I want to make a difference in people who are there, with, who are faced with something so life-threatening that everything, all the facades, all the layers, all the peeling of the onion just goes down right to the root. It's what's important. Everything is crystallized. All these little things and all the things we worry about is gone. So it's your fate and it's your family that counts. I love it that, and I, I really want my listening friends to know that you just live that. I mean, when she says she has a heart for homeless, she is in the leadership team of people who show up under the bridge every week to make sure that, that people who are indigent in East Texas have care. She's not just talking about this. It's something she lives. And and you're there for your patients at the the Susan B. Komen, Susan G. Komen uh, race every year. You're you're always dressed and ready to go and think. I I just think it's very dear the way you and your husband have devoted yourself 
not only to your patients in your practice, but to the community at large and your family. So I'm, I'm really grateful for all those things. And I know art is a big part of your story with your mom because your mom was this amazing artist. Yes. So my mom, you know, she said, you have to get real job and real profession and you have to do what you have to do. And one day you can do what you want to do. She loved to paint. She loved to paint. And she always said, art is a medicine and medicine is an art. And I strongly believe that art is very healing, but there's so much art in medicine. You know, this day we have everything's computerized. I, I literally, you, you could have very minimal training and, and, and know what to do in certain circumstances. You know, they'll tell you, you know, colon cancer, breast cancer, press the button, and they tell you what to do. But there's so much more to it. And that's the part I grasp. I want to be a your medical coach. I want to be not just your doctor who's pushing chemotherapy that makes your hair fall out. I want to put things in perspective for you. And, you know, life of a cancer patient is never the same, but it could be better. And that's what I want to, you know, people are survivors. I don't believe in this five-year deal. You know, the minute you're talking to me and you have a diagnosis of cancer, you are survivor by definition, except, you know, we know that dead people don't talk. If you're talking to me and you have breast cancer diagnosis, maybe just a biopsy, you're a survivor. The question is, would you be a thriver? That's my goal, incorporating this in your life as part of who you are, part of your journey, and twist it around. I've had, I can tell you, hundreds of patients who have taken that around and made their life even better. Now, there's before cancer and there's after cancer, and some people say, I love the before better than after. That's fine. But they continue to live. And that's for my second book, is Seeds from My Patients. Things I, I have learned over the last 35 years, what does it take to be a survivor? And I can tell you, faith is right on the top of the list. Mm. Right on top of the list. It's bad when you have cancer, and it's very bad when you don't have insurance, bad when you don't have family, but it's terrible if you don't have a faith. You know what? So I, that's my thinking. I, I love it that your mother was so determined to get you to this country, and then God blessed Texas and gave us you here. So that, And I know all around you there are women that are blessed by that and patients and my friends in the, in the community, the culture at large, because of all that you and Larry do. But I'm not thinking of Bethesda Clinic. So we've got about two minutes. When we come back, okay. I want to talk a little bit about your military background because you served our country. Okay. And then I also okay. want to talk a little bit about Bethesda and how you see that complementing your your desire to help those who really can't afford insurance. So is there anything you want to say? We have about a minute left before we have to go to the break. <clears throat> oh, I'm just just very grateful for people like you who, you know, oh. to spread good news. We're addicted to bad news. And I just wish they had a channel that just, and this seems to be one of them, that just give new, good news. Yeah, we look for people that we think are heroes and, and that they have overcome challenges and become victorious. And and because of that, we see the wisdom they have to share. And it is our great privilege to have people like you come and talk to us about what that looks like. I know you're, you're going to have a chance to talk to me about some of your patient stories, not that you would ever share anything confidential, but I know you've experienced a lot in the lives, in your own life as you've gone through cancer with so many of your patients. So I'm going to be eager to have a segment, uh, a, an episode on that. But for now, I just okay. want to tell, 
I want to tell my listening friends, you can find Sasha's book, Seeds, on Amazon.com because I look for it there. I've bought four copies myself, and I keep giving them away. <laughs> and Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble okay. and then the Fifth Steps and then also the Green Acres bookstores and Mother yes. Francis bookstore. And don't forget you can go to TexasOncology.com and find her uh, her bio there. So we'll be right back. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over it's a grocery store. Are you a dynamic woman? Sandra Beck and Linda Crater host Dynamic Women Talk Radio, bringing lively weekly shows in a roundtable format with influential guests from around the globe. This amazing tribe of diverse and accomplished women share their candid views on topics such as reputation, handling rejection, loyalty, what is sexy, overthinking, blended families, and much more. Discussions are joyful with freedom to address topics from various perspectives with candor, respect, and no judgment. These are the conversations you wish you could have with all your family and friends. Dynamic women have lived their lives boldly with unexpected and sometimes undesired turns in the road of life. Yet detours and bumps bring opportunity, personal growth, more authenticity, and a fresh outlook. Join our welcoming tribe of dynamic women each Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, also on iTunes, and more information at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. Celebrating vibrant, charismatic women everywhere. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Welcome back. This is Kathy Craffy, and we're on Fireside Talk Radio, and I'm I'm getting to visit with one of my personal heroes, Sasha Vakea, who is an MD who specializes in college, in oncology and breast cancer. 
is what we're talking her specialty. It's one of the things I want to talk with her about. Now, I have to find a title for this show. Sasha, I think I'm going to call it Seeds of Generational Influence in Caregiving. So I want to talk uh, a little I want to talk a little bit about how your mother prepared you to be this caregiver, not only to your patients, which is just enough. I mean, that's a magnificent ministry you have there, but also the rest of the community. There's nobody that touches your life that isn't doesn't walk away with more joy and more hope. So talk to me a little bit about, like I remember in the book, one of the things you talked about was keeping the lights on at night because the bugs came out as soon as y'all turned out the lights and tried to went, tried to go to sleep. So y'all just got to where you slept with the lights on. Yeah, but we also kind of made it kind of first class. We put a socks across our eyes, so it looks like those masks that you sleep with. I mean, it was <laughs> very resourceful. You know, and, and, and that's the point, is that, you know, it, you take what you have and you turn it around, as opposed to whining and, and complaining. It doesn't amount to much. You need to take the thing and change it. And that's why I tell my cancer, you know, the multiple choice is not, do I want to have a cancer of two centimeters, two inches, one inches, possible, no, no possible. The answer, the choice would be none of the above. But once you don't have that choice and you have the cancer, let's examine it. What can we do with this? And that is what my, my take on is, as opposed to be stumbled with this big C and that you can't think anything else, but I have cancer. You know, people come and cry and I say, why are you crying? I don't want to die. And I say, oh my gosh, you're in the wrong, wrong clinic. I don't keep, I don't keep people alive forever. I can't. You know, I mean, life is a terminal illness. Right. It will kill you. So we right. all die and your grandchildren die and you die and your daughter is dying. Everyone's dying. The question is, have you ever lived? And, uh. and, and let's focus on now. This is what we have. The life is happening now. It's not what happened before. It's not what's going to happen in the future. One of my patients said to me, if you worry today about tomorrow, you're going to waste both of them. It's very hard. I have actually a watch that says now on it. It spells now. There's nothing else on the watch. It just spells now. <laughs> and it's always correct. That's the best accurate watch I ever had. It's now. What time is it? It's now. So, I, 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 you know, we have to kind of think. And, you know, we plan all this stuff and nothing happens because we may not be there at that time. So mm-hmm. cancer brings people to now. You know, yes. they really kind of finally gets it. This is what's happening. It's now. And I think in a lot of ways it helps people realize what's really important. So there's a lot of benefit of cancer. Not that I want anyone to have it. But that people told me that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Having cancer, wow. I'm saying, oh my gosh. But my mom told me, yes, you take care of people who need you. And I've always been gravitated. And since I'm a survivor, I want to make everyone be a survivor, but not just a survivor, but a thriver. So that's mm-hmm. how it translates in my homeless uh, mission. You know, it translates in my breast cancer or any cancer kind of um, um, a contact that I want them to be a thriver and a survivor. As long God lets them be. Wow. And then I he love- can have them. I love the concept of now myself because we can worry about the past. I mean, we can feel, of course, my past, I have some things in it that are very sad. So you can regret that and mourn over that. And, and you need to do that maybe briefly. But if you stay there, you never, you never are in your moment. And if you worry about the future, of course, I always say you either get to worry or you get to pray. You get, and you can choose which one it is. So well, you know, prayers that you know, prayers that discussion between you and you, 
and yourself. I mean, a uh, 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 worry, worry, discussion yeah. between you and yourself. Prayer yes. is a discussion with God who actually can do something about it. Absolutely. You know? I, I know from firsthand that's exactly right. So worry is my trigger. As soon as, and so this is why I pray so much. <laughs> as soon as I start worrying, I think, oh no, 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 I'm not worrying. I'm praying because God can, he can deal with this and I can't. So, well, uh, yeah. That's how, that's how I know it's time to pray when I f- feel myself worrying and, and I know my, I have a, a habit of prayer, but the reason is because underneath that is this tendency I have to worry. But, but because of those understandings, I really love what you have to say about now. Now is the moment where we get to live. And, and I think joy is in this moment. And if it isn't in this moment, it's because we missed it. You know, you can't have joy in the future or joy in the past. You may have memories of joy in the past, but to experience joy, it has to happen right now. Yes, so, I agree with that. Yeah, I I love that about your life. There is such a hallmark of joy in it. It's just a beautiful thing to behold. And also, well, you know what joy stands for? No, let's Jesus hear it. first, others second, and you. And ah. I really think, in so many ways, that's you know, my preacher always says, it's so many ways that's true. If you put yeah. other people ahead, God and others, and then you put yourself, you will get so much joy out of it. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it sure shows up in your life. And I love, I love, I love the way you are still honoring your mom. We're going to be talking about uh, moms and daughters and breast cancer in, a, in our second episode. So I want, I don't want to leave that, but I don't want to leave this concept of what a beautiful relationship you had with your mother and how sacrificial she was to put the Lord first and then you such a high priority in her life and, and how you loved her for that. But I, I also want to talk a little bit about Bethesda, Maryland. And I, is that where you and Larry met? Yeah, so we went to the medical, you know, I could not afford regular military, regular medical school because I didn't have the money. So someone told me with a free medical school, so I applied, and I didn't know anything about military at all. And uh, when I got accepted, yes, I met there, Larry. He was a year, be, uh, you know, under me, so I outrank him. So I'm Lieutenant okay. Colonel P, promotable. I was had 17 years in the military, and they put me through medical school. And, the, you know, my mother, when they called my home to tell me that I was accepted, she, she said, what's the difference? So she, she went through the, you know, Army, Navy, because I put no preference. My mother says, well, blue doesn't look good on her, and that that army green is really too green. I think black and white would be good. Put her down for what is that? Put put her down for public health. And that's how it became public health initially, and then oh. I switched to the army when I came and realized there was no more leprosy. So yes, yeah, so we met in medical wow. school, and then I was sent to to San Antonio to um, to uh, finish my payback of seven years, and that's where I, I remet him there again. And that's how it all happened. Well, I love that that y'all found each other through the military and through your medical training. And then you've been such a a powerhouse together in the way you've impacted this area where we live in the East Texas region. So I'm so grateful for the way the Lord brought y'all together. So how did you know that you were in love? Well, you know, um, so, you know, we've known each other for a long time. And so just kind of things happen and, 
And we had to kind of rush our wedding uh, because he had to be uh, sent somewhere else, and we had to be married in order for him to stay in San Antonio oh. with me. And uh, then he got married on uh, Friday, and uh, on Sunday he went to Fort Hood, and he was there for two years, and I was in San Antonio. So our marriage was for two years, only a weekend marriage, because that's like- the understanding of Army, you know, domo- you know, common domicile, you know, that you have to be two hours apart. But anyhow, but oh. we, we really clicked, and he's a good man. Yeah, y'all are such a great team together. Well, I think that's so sweet. I love it. Yeah, y'all were like, uh, really like a sweethearts almost honeymoon every weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for the first two years, that's a good time to be in love and and get to have weekends together, uh, kind of like that. That's that's a good time to do that in a marriage. Now, there's one other aspect of your life that I think is remarkable. I know you you have children. Tell me a little bit. I don't, I don't want to press you to put anything out there in the public that you don't want to share, but tell me a little bit about your commitment to adoption. and, and oh, Yeah, we so had, we, we, yeah, be, we had we one have, child at age 45, you know, which is uh-huh, my test of baby. Yes. That's Maxie. And yes. she's now in Dallas and works for United Way. She's 24. And then uh, when Maxie was about nine, to Green Acres, they bought uh, they brought children from Russia. Yes. And they asked me to, to sponsor a child for a week. You know, they were just here with called um, Miracle Christmas. Aww. And so I did. And we fell in love with this little boy whose name is Boris. My grandfather was Boris. He looks just like Aww. me. He looks more like Aww. me than my daughter that I carried. And um, and so he became our son, and I was, you know, I was thinking about seeds, and children are like seeds. You know, if you give yes. them the right nutrients, the right environment, and enough love and caring, you know, they grow to their potential. And so a lot of my proceeds went to that initially, and then I, after that, which changed it to breast cancer because I want everyone oh. to benefit from it. From every sale, every penny from a sale, my book goes to that. And it was yeah. very, uh, it was such a blessing. You know, if I was not here in Thailand, I would have never met him. So oh. that goes to say that Gary Kimmel, who brought me here, who just died on Tuesday, you know, yeah. was an amazing man who added so much to my life. Mm-hmm. We're very happy. I support adoption uh, greatly because I think you could give a life to someone who needs one. You know, we've only got just a minute or so to wrap this up, and there's so much to your story that we could go into. I actually thought you picked Boris's name because of the family connection. I didn't know God did that for you. (laughs) So that's kind of a fun thing to learn this morning. Um, Well, Sasha, you're just such a sweet guest. Thank you so much for telling your story on air. And I'm looking forward to talking to you in our next episode about how mothers and daughters are impacted when mom has breast cancer. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's going to be a good topic for us to get really in-depth with. So I hope people will tune in for that. And then I want people to know that we did those. I did those podcasts with Susan Ellsworth, and they can find those on my website, Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F-V-E.com, and they're under the caregiving topic. So I hope you'll look for Susan Ellsworth. She's an oncology nurse and what she shared about breast cancer and lymphedema was very helpful. So thank you so much. Oh, she's great. Yes. I know. She's awesome. I know y'all are good friends. So anyway, um, thank you for tuning in to, to Fireside Talk Radio where truth with a Texas twang is spoken here. Thank you very much for having me.
Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, come on.